Hallelujah. Well, we're going to um, uh, go straight into our uh, uh, message and um, continue uh, um, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're still on the 10th verse, and we're looking at the uh, diverse or different kinds of tongues. And um, uh, this is a, an interesting uh, uh, teaching uh, this morning, and um, we want to uh, see what the Holy Spirit will bring out of this particular teaching on the gift of diversities or different kinds or various kinds of tongues. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for this moment that we have right now, Lord, to uh, break the bread of life, your word, to your people. I am asking, Lord, please hide me behind a cross so that I am not seen. Lift self out of me. Speak through these lips of clay. Anoint the hearers to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Bring understanding of your word, we pray, to the hearts of the hearers today. And we vow to give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So Paul describes the eighth gift as different kinds of tongues. So this is this is slightly different. This is actually different from the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. It, it is different from the different kinds of, of, of tongues. Uh, there is not just uh, one uh, type of tongues, but there are several. Some, uh, when you do your research, some people say three uh, types of tongues, some will say four. I won't put a number because diversities of tongues is, is actually saying something. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. Uh, different kinds, diversities, various kinds. Why do we have in the Holy Scriptures various types of tongues? Is it needed? Well, we know it's needed because Jesus himself uh, said that uh, 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 we will need this uh, gift. And, um, and as one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is, it is this different types of tongue, it really uh, uh, goes alongside interpretation, uh, which is the last one, um, uh, and it's the two gifts that we see only in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, you have all the other gifts. You see all the gifts in operation, but these two gifts are, are new to the New Testament church. And, uh, and there is so much confusion. The devil has really done a work in uh, dissuading, persuading parts of the body of Christ uh, to think that tongues is really gibberish, just babbling, um, nonsense. Uh, some of the things that I've heard, uh, some, of, some, of the, some of the most respected and well-known ministers, I mean, they're really treading on fine, a fine line here um, where they could easily cross over um, in, and, and blaspheme uh, the, the Holy Spirit. That's really st stopping short in blaspheming the Holy Spirit because they're, they're saying it's, it's, it's blabbering, they cannot understand. Well, we're going to look at why they don't understand. I mean, it's very clear in the Scriptures that you're not supposed to understand, okay, unless there is an interpretation. But 
there is a purpose for this wonderful gift. And uh, sadly, it is diminishing more in Pentecostal church. You have a lot of Pentecostal churches are only Pentecostal in name only. And uh, we, 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 we need to really pray uh, that we will see another Pentecost. And uh, thank God for those of you who are, uh, are baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues. And uh, those of you who have not yet received, um, and I said it is different from the diversity of tongues, but we're going to be interchangeably as we go through uh, this teaching. Uh, one must desire, one must pray. Why? why? Why do I need tongues? Because Jesus says you need it. That's it. It is a supernatural gift, okay? So the most common type of tongues is for, listen, is for personal use. The most common type of tongues is for personal edification. Uh, 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 there are also tongues uh, that is needed for interpretation, intercessory tongues. Tongues, again, a sign for the unbelievers. There are different kind of tongues for different situations. If you look at it that way, then it will become a bit more clearer why the Bible says, authorized version, diversities, modern translation, different, various kinds of tongues. And so it's amazing as the Spirit of God wills uh, 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 through our spirit, we can find uh, that uh, there are tongues that are coming out of us that sounds different from the tongues that we are perhaps used to. And, and um, in the strength that it comes out as well. So diverse kinds of tongues are supernatural Utterances given by the Holy Spirit in language never learnt by the speaker, not understand by the mind of the speaker, or suddenly understand by the hearers. And so we're looking at number one um, that tongues are primarily used. Uh, to uh, as for your personal use to build yourself. So to understand that, one has to understand that you are a spirit. You have a soul, mind, will, emotion. That's your intellect, and you live in a body. All right. The Bible says we all were dead in trespasses. And sin, in other words, your spirit was dead, dead to God before you became a Christian. Once you became a Christian, the Holy Spirit came in your spirit and your spirit became alive to God. And so there are uh, various ways in building, edifying that constructive word, uh, construction is a construction word to edify, to build, just like you're building a house, okay? And just like you can build your physical man, your physical muscle by pumping weights, and you watch your body over weeks and months change, okay? In the same way, you have a spirit, Okay, and that spirit man, that inner man, can increase in strength. And there are a number of ways to do that. We know reading the Bible, we know our communication with God. Um, fasting is like dynamite, boom, uh, because your spirit really begins to glow a lot when you fast. And, and people in the occult, they can see that they, they try and stay away from you. Uh, because it, their spirit begins to get agitated and they can't control themselves, it would, demons in them would start manifesting. So they've got to try and keep away from you fast. 
But when you fast, okay, and just throw in this in, uh, make sure your heart is clean, all right? You cannot fast like some people fast with all the junk of malice and resentment and bitterness and strifing and people fighting one another and arguing and quarreling. Your fasting just turns into losing weight, that's all. No spiritual benefit whatsoever. And, um, and so praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, if you look in the natural... And I said this before concerning being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to reiterate this again. Um, in the world today, there are means and ways for uh, a non-believer to uh, get who believes, into this, believes in the spirit world to be able to tap into the spirit world, the kingdom of darkness. Some don't know it's things to do with the devil because the kingdom of darkness is, is so vast uh, and, 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 and uh, there are what it looks like, good things. What it looks like, good things. Uh, healings and stuff like that, and, and people are deceived, don't realize it's a different power source that these people are getting their uh, power from. But uh, drug taking, drugs, is a means to, to enter portals. In the kingdom of darkness, different forms of meditations with incantations are another way to enter. And so people, the shamans in uh, uh, Brazil, they're out there in the Amazon, they will make this concoction, uh, this drug concoction, and then they would uh, uh, begin to smoke this, and all of a sudden, they're, they're gone. They're out of their bodies, and they're just traveling, in their spirit body, and they can be gone for a few days. Their body's there, lying there, but uh, uh, their spirit, you, you, you are a spirit being. You are a speaking spirit. You are not what I see. That is just the tent that you live in so that we can recognize and interact. Okay, your spirit body, and it's there for this earth. But there is another world adjacent to this world. It's a spirit world. And uh, you've got the heavenly kingdom and you've got the devil's kingdom, okay? And so people uh, 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 take drugs and they begin to uh, vows and take heroin. And all of a sudden their eyes are open. They can see things coming out the wall. People call it, oh, they're hallucinating. But I tell you something, it's demons. They take this stuff and they can converse with demons and stuff like that. So that's the world. And I'm saying all about to say, tongues is powerful. And we must use our prayer language every single day, even more so as the time is getting more evil. All right? And so, wow. Uh, so speaking with tongues has nothing whatsoever to do with uh, linguistic abilities, learning language in school, etc., and stuff like that. It is actually has nothing to do with the mind of the intellect. It bypasses your intellect, speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. Nothing to do with your intellectual abilities. Okay, of a man. Uh, uh, it is literal, uh, literally a miraculous language, a supernatural language. So anything that is supernatural is better than that which is natural. And so anything that God has for us that is supernatural, hey, I'm up for it. And so we've got to study and we've got to um, uh, search the Word of God. So we are, we are making sure that we're using this gift properly. Because um, in the New Testament Church of God, it was being misused because of lack of understanding, because of ignorance. Now, as we read from the beginning of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, I do not want you to be ignorant without information, without understanding, concerning spiritual gifts. So straight away, the Spirit of God is saying through the Apostle Paul that he doesn't want the church to be ignorant of spiritual gifts. It is the devil's will to keep us ignorant and to misuse the gift 
or not understand the gift and not even use it at all. To think, well, I don't know what I'm saying, so it can't be that important. Whoa! It is important. Otherwise, Jesus would not have told us in Mark chapter 16, and these signs shall follow them that believe. And tongues, the prayer language was one of them. Okay? And um, so therefore, one reason we speak in tongues is that Jesus said that this is one sign which follows believers. Mark chapter 16 and verse 17 to 20. And so, so it is the supernatural evidence that initial evidence that one has been baptized in the Holy Spirit. When you are being baptized in the Holy Spirit, the initial evidence of that is a physical demonstration, a, a, a vocal demonstration that you are speaking in a language that was not learnt. That you did not learn, okay? And that's coming from heaven. It's coming from the Holy Spirit within you. And we can see some examples of that on the day of Pentecost. And a lot of people point to that and they say, well, look, see, it was languages of the earth. The Bible says they spoke in tongues and then they began to magnify God. So there's two things happening. They were speaking in tongues and they were also magnifying God. And we have what? Uh, there were some, what, 12 to 15 uh, uh, different languages of the earth that was being spoken on the day of Pentecost because people from across, Jews from across the world was there to celebrate, celebrate the feast of Pentecost. And so when these disciples were filled, all 120, by the way, not just, some people just look at the 12 apostles, and the reason why they have that image, because all those photos, the photograph you see really is, is, is the 12 apostles. But we forget that there was 120 men and women that was in that uh, temple. Uh, when the Spirit made that dramatic entrance into the earth. Uh, and that's why we don't have that again when someone is filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't, you don't have that, uh, that noise of a mighty rushing wind. You don't have to have that. Why? Because that was the first time that the Holy Spirit made that entrance into the earth in and came in the lives of human beings. Apart from that, in the Old Testament... The sin nature was still there. It was not removed. And so the Holy Spirit could not come into but, but just a select few and then he lifted because of the sin nature. Now because of the cross, glory to God. That's why when the Bible says we're living under better covenant, why? Because the Holy Spirit now comes and resides when you are born again. When you are born again, He comes and resides, He comes and lives in us. Unlike those under the old economy, the old covenant, that could not happen. Thank God for the cross. Hallelujah. And so um, as a result of that, that is, that is the uh, first work of grace, salvation. And there's a second work, uh, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is again different from the diversities, the gift of diversities of tongues. All right. As I said, we're inter interchangeably uh, 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 looking at this. And then we will get to uh, 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 that era of the gift of, of tongues. So it is a supernatural evidence and the initial evidence that one has been baptized with the Holy Spirit according to Acts chapter 2 and verse uh, 4. So some people have asked this question because as we've been going through the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and then... 
you, we came and we, we looked at prophecy, um, okay, uh, which is a, a word given by the Holy Spirit from the very presence of God. And then, and then you come to tongues and interpretation of tongues, and that's sort of equivalent when, uh, when uh, a tongue will come forth very kind of forcibly and you know it's different from your prayer language and uh, someone now gives an interpretation or the same person that tongue comes out, the Spirit of God now gives the interpretation and it's mostly, again, a prophetic word. Well, why have these two separate? If you have prophecy that is the direct word from God, why have tongues and then interpretation of tongues? And um, we will get to that. So just hold that in your uh, 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 spirit, shall we? So the gift of tongues here is called kinds. I just want to look at it as kinds of tongues, varies of tongues. It is more than just speaking with another tongue. Can you, can you direct that in my direction, please? Getting a bit hot here. Thank you. And so, so anyone who has been baptized with the Holy Spirit you have the right to speak uh, uh, with this tongue. Now, let's see what the baptism, as I, we're still on that, um, the personal use. Okay, look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 2. Okay, so this is primarily what that gift is, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Okay, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. So when we hear some of these ministers, our, especially our Baptist brothers and sisters and, and some of these well-known ministers that are kind of really putting down uh, uh, tongues and, and saying that is a bunch of gibberish uh, uh, babbling that is going on. Well, uh, look, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men. So what would it sound like to men then? If it's not speaking directly to men, obviously it's going to sound like that. See, what has happened, sadly, people use their uh, intellect to sort of uh, try and understand and they end up reasoning away something that God has given to the New Testament church to be used in a powerful way. Satan hates somebody using that gift because he does not understand it. One ex-witch says... When, it's, when a Christian prays in tongues, it's like demons are being boiled in oil. Grenades going off. It's causing disturbances, disruption. So you can see why the devil has managed over the years to spew out so many stuff against this gift. If it's going to build you up, church, if it's going to strengthen your spirit, man, if you can, if you are able by the Spirit of God to speak for even hours, and that hours is again by the Holy Spirit, you can actually speak at will anytime when you receive uh, this gift. And the, the more you are praying in tongues, your spirit, man, that you cannot see but it has an effect of those with unclean spirit in them, those who are messing around with witchcraft and sorcery and divination. They can see, and it's been said of these occultic people, that they can see a bright light shining, and they can see when that light is getting dim. Use your tongues. 
personal edification. Pray in tongues when you're on the streets just walking. You can pray in tongues. You don't have to go, you know, and look like a crazy person. But you can pray in tongues quietly inside without even your tongues moving. Or you can have your mobile or your earpiece, your earplugs on, and people think you're on the phone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because you see a lot of crazy people with those earplugs, in it? And you think, what, what? And you realize, ah, oh, okay, they're not talking to themselves, you know. They've got an earpiece in their ear, you know. And uh, hallelujah. So I just don't care anymore. Hallelujah. I'm just walking. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> hallelujah. And people think I'm, oh, he's on there. Uh, he's on his mobile. Mobile can't see this earpiece, but it's uh, one of those latest ones that you can't see, those invisible ones. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, uh, he who speaks in a tongue speaks not, uh, does not speak to men, but to God. So, it's a direct communication to God. The Holy Spirit takes your prayers and steps on the heads of demons and present a message to God. It's direct communication. You could pray in your English or your mother tongue. That's good, but it's limited, right? You know there's times that you can't even really pray. You don't know what to say. Things are happening around you. My God, how do I pray about this? Tongues, supernatural by the Holy Spirit, demons don't know what you're saying. All of a sudden, it's like a grenade, bam, go off. Whoa. Because they don't, that's why they will try and discourage you because uh, you don't know what you're praying. But uh, we can get to, to that. For no one, no one understands him or her. However, the Spirit in the spirit, that person is speaking mysteries, secret things. Wow. You don't know you could be praying. You know, it's, it's amazing that, you, you know, as humans, you know, we, we plan, we, um, we have our desires, and sometimes we think God is in it. And so uh, we go ahead and we make our plans, and then we begin to pray in tongues. <laughs> and we don't even know what we're praying. It could be say, Lord, you know, destroy this plan. Uh, uh, this person, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, now you're praying in the Spirit. You're praying in the exact will of God, but you don't even know. And we're doing something, we're planning something, and God is not in it, but we think he's in it. And you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, you're just canceling. Lord, tear this thing down. Lord, abort it. Lord, shut the door. You could even be praying that and you don't even know. And so when the door uh, shuts, now you get upset with God. You get mad with God. But God saw what was around the corner. That wasn't his will. That was just your desire uh, that you wanted. But it was not the will of God. I really want you to have a, a sort of a fresh understanding on this holy gift that God has given to the church and if you're not using it as from today you begin to use that prayer language of the Holy Ghost every single day use it church these are dark times we are living in and Lord the deception that is out there whoa, we get to that okay so mysteries whoa mysteries why? Listen, as high as the heavens are above the earth, God's thoughts are above your thoughts. So we're tapping into some of those thoughts. We're tapping into some of those uh, divine will and purpose and plan for God. God will have you at times to be up in the early hours of the morning. You don't know what, you're, you're wide awake. Uh, pray in tongues. You could be praying for someone in India. You won't know a lot of these things until you get to heaven. 
Some of these people that get saved, it's amazing. We hear about the sovereign, sovereignty of God saving people that obviously had no intention, no intention of coming to know him at all. When you hear some of these uh, testimonies of Satanists, uh, you know, they come from a whole uh, lineage of those who've been involved in the occult. And all of a sudden, someone in that lineage gets saved without a Christian. You know, I really do believe uh, that God has people praying for people that you don't even know. You don't even know when you pray in tongues. You could just be praying for someone just like that. Pray for someone in Russia. Pray for someone across the world. Pray for a neighbor, whatever. Something is going to happen. A disaster is going to take place with a person. Someone's going to commit suicide. And you are praying... So what happens at times, someone may come to your spirit, a family member, but you don't know what. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You're praying according to the will, the purpose, and the plan of God. The Spirit of God is not showing you. Sometimes He would reveal. Sometimes He won't reveal. This is where that precious gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes into play. That you use your tongues. Praying for people that the Spirit of God places on your heart. Someone in the church. Your spirit doesn't go too well with a particular person. God, there's something not right. And you got that person on your mind. You don't know what it is. God revealed. And you go off in tongues. It could be that the Spirit of God would reveal what the situation is. It may not. It may just want you, oh Lord, to stand in the gap and intercede. In other words, you're praying on the behalf of others or someone that cannot pray. Oh Lord. A Christian that could be weak because of what they are going through. And the Spirit of God comes on you. There's a, an unction, like a burden. Uh, 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 that person, that, that weight, they're on your mind. Caprosata. Keep on praying in tongues until you feel that release. Don't say you will put it off. Oh, I pray later on because that unction would not be there. The same unction will not be there. And so learn, please, by uh, that uh, uh, when you have an unction, uh, uh, a burden in your spirit uh, uh, to pray, uh, to begin to use uh, that tongue. Number one, you are speaking to God, direct communication to God. Okay, spirit to spirit. That's what happens with that prayer language, okay? Number two, uh, you are speaking mysteries, secrets, uh, something that our minds does not understand. You are edifying yourself, building yourself up. Now, so why don't we look at Jude, shall we? This is um, interesting. Uh, Jude, Jude, there's only one uh, book, chapter, uh, and that's, uh, so, uh, verse 20. But you, beloved, so, but you, so, what, what was happening there? When you, to, to get this whole thing in its context, you read the verses. And so you can see that Jude is writing uh, to a church in a time of apostasy where Christians are just abandoning the faith. They're still going to church, but they're going to one of those churches where they have a form of godliness, a form of godliness, okay? And so, and, and so much false teachers were around. And, 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 now, and so he's talking about that, and then he says, uh, but you, beloved... Building yourselves up on your most, look what he calls it, holy faith. 
praying in the Holy Spirit. Are we living in dark times? Boy, you bet you we are. Are these the climax, the last part of the last day? You bet we are in. It's getting dark and it's going to get darker. Ancient spirits that had been locked up are released. What if all this sexual orientation thing has been pushed in our faces like never before? Where in the heaven that came from? Unclean spirits. Ancient spirits from the time of Noah are being released on the earth. And Christians haven't got a prayer life. A lot of Christians haven't got a prayer life. They're not, they're not following God. They've got one foot in the world and one foot in the church thinking, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. No, you are not. Not with these ancient spirits that are coming out of the pit. Any lukewarm Christian, any Christian that is not properly serving God, you're going to be overcome by that spirit. You would either be deceived by that spirit to believe another gospel. So you'll still be going to church, but you'll be going to the wrong type of church where the Spirit of God is not in the person. When you read a book of Jude, you will see those type of uh, teachers. But the Spirit of God is not in. They use the Bible, but they're preaching something completely different. I'm alarmed at what I'm hearing out of the voice of, of, of certain ministers. My God, with 15,000 in their membership church, in the church membership, and, and, and they're saying that we don't have to, um, we don't need the word of God as such for, for everything. And they're so clever in the way how they are communicating the word of God. They're so slick. They have an oratorial gift. And the people are going, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. What do you mean? You're using Moses. Moses didn't have the Bible, so we don't really need it. What? But he was a prophet speaking as God. But he didn't say that. And yet everybody was jumping up and down. When I hear what's going on, I thought, wow. It, it, it reassures me that Jesus will soon be here. When you see these things, look. Jesus, in other words, is about to return. The scriptures, the Bible tells us of these things. And never at a time that we have seen um, so many false prophets, but sadly a lot of Christians can't even discern that they're false prophets. They're not real. They just say, stop judging. And, and they've in the book of Jude, it tells you these people have overthrown the faith of many. Who says this unconditional, eternal salvation, security, that you're saved? If the Bible says they've overturned the faith of many, that means you had to be what? In the faith, right? If you've been overturned, you have to be turning the right way. And yet these people said you can't lose your salvation. But yet their faith has been overturned. And that was 2,000 years ago. Born again, blood-washed believers, their faith was being overturned. Believing a lie. So notice that it doesn't necessarily mean that people would just stop going to church and stop believing God. These people... That Jude is writing about the Apostle Jude, Jesus' half-brother, is telling us they were going to church. But sitting under a false minister. That was, listen, that was preaching the word. Overturning the faith. No wonder he says, but you, but you, brethren, 
But you, brethren, building up yourself, building up yourself, praying in your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. This is dark times. And there are Christians whose faith are going to be overthrown. They're deceived because they go into a church that's speaking in some kind of tongues and hearing some kind of word. But it's palatable for them. They're not being challenged in the era of their lifestyle to get right with God. They have no desire for holiness and righteousness. All that is just um, legalism. It's been intellectually explained away. You're under grace. God understands. These are liars around the pulpit, misleading and deceiving the saints of God that have somehow cease in their relationship with God in one way or the other. And their ears became, started to itch them. In other words, something else I want to hear. I want to hear something that will, listen, that will make me feel good, make me feel comfortable. But where I'm at, I'm always being challenged. And then, I, that's right. If you go to a church and you're not being challenged, but people are running from those churches and then they want excitement, entertainment, and performance. And what happens to such people? They are deceived, brethren. They are deceived. And their faith eventually, I don't know at what point, are overthrown. God himself says, I will send strong delusion that they will believe a lie because they don't want the truth. You don't want the truth anymore. You get upset when you hear the truth. You get frustrated when you hear the truth. You shut down when you hear the truth. When you, oh my God, when you ignore or reject the light, then darkness will seep in. And you will think that you are right. It's because you reject the truth. You reject light. Light, God is giving you light. And you, the flesh, you've got to realize, listen, when Jesus said, my Lord, where are we going? When Jesus says that the flesh profits what? Nothing. Don't trust your flesh. Don't trust your flesh, what you feel, your intellect, what you think. It could be right. If it doesn't line up with Scripture, throw it out. Yield yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. My God. Wow. So prayer is the vital, listen, prayer is the vital factor to the Christian's life. That activates all the other departments of the Christian experiences. Prayer. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, something is being triggered. Angels. Remember, you're connecting to the heavenly realm, not to the kingdom of darkness. Your prayers are shooting through. Sometimes, again, we feel that nothing is happening. And we've got to uh, be resolved in our spirit not to go by our feelings. It is good when we do feel something is happening. Yeah, I feel that. I felt that. Yeah, that's really good. And oh, you're and you can feel. And there's times that you don't have that feeling. And because you don't have that feeling, you just stop. That's a trick of the devil. 
Because you walk by faith and not by sight. You don't walk by your feelings. You must uh, walk by the word. That's where your faith must be locked in, what God says. So if you are using your prayer language, then believe. Everything is by faith, not by feelings. Don't be deceived. Let me say it again. Everything we do must be by faith. We trust by faith, not by feelings. If the feelings come, wonderful. But that's not what we live by. Faith and faith alone. God's word says this. That's it. Not that I believe it and that settles it. Whether you believe it or not, it's God's word. His word says it. That settles it. And I believe it. That's how it should be. That settles it, and I believe it. Although I didn't feel anything, I'm not living by what I feel. We cannot as believers. The devil will mess with your feelings. He can tamper with your feelings and make you think nothing happened. Just says, devil, you're a liar. Listen to what the word of God says. It is written. And that would drive him away. My Lord, thank you, Jesus. And so the, the kinds of tongue goes beyond, in, in verse 10 of 1 uh, um, uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 12, the kinds of tongue goes beyond that. Um, uh, it goes beyond that. Kinds of tongues are different uses of tongues. Another kind of tongue is to speak out loud in the assembly in an unknown tongue which is to be followed by an interpretation. And so that's the type of tongue that actually bubbles up within you. Different from your prayer language. Praying in tongues now. That's your private uh, uh, time with the Lord. Or if I was to say right now we're going to be praying in, uh, in tongues corporately now as a church. So let us, and we, that's different as well because that's in decency and in order. And also in prayer meetings where we meet for prayer, there is a time that the Lord will just have us just to pray in tongues, just to uh, fine-tune our spirit and to see what the Lord uh, is doing or saying so that we can now pray according to His perfect will, uh, uh, items and uh, topics or whatever, or what God may want to reveal to us. Something may be going on in the area. There could be some ritual being done for bloodshed. Do you know how many uh, uh, incidents outside of this church, Lord, God is so good that people's lives could have been taken. I didn't mention this, but just uh, uh, I think a few months ago, we had a whole incident here where police, I just hear, boof, boof, boof. I thought, what? That sounds like our minibus. Something exactly. I looked outside, there's this guy on the ground. They were saying that he, uh, he has a knife and he's going to. Uh, I, I was there, I said, but wait a minute. And I was just, I got my phone out, baby, be careful. We don't want, we don't want another black, a dead black brother. And I said, I, I, said I, I saw this gentleman earlier on when I was down there and I saw him coming up. And, um, oh, we got a phone call that he has a knife. He had no knife on him. The guy was pleading. He was crying out. And I was just thinking, my God, what could have happened with this brother? And so I had to go and speak to the, the police constables uh, uh, about this person. And uh, he had a mental health issue. Uh, but he had no knife. And I, I, had, to, I had to say what I, I, I saw him doing and stuff like that. I said, he has no knife. I, said, I was told that he had a knife. Uh, do you know who called? I said, yes, I do know, but they're gone. And, uh, and so forth. And, and, and incidences of uh, people outside, young people, stopped right there having this fight. And are we going to pray in the Holy Spirit? We cancel bloodshed. There will be no blood sacrifice. Praying in tongues. 
So God can give information of that which is being perpetrated in the realm of a spirit by human agents of the devil because they're furious and mad with what God is doing in this house. Their kingdom is being disrupted because there's a group of people that love the Lord who refuse to bow to bell, who refuse to compromise, and they're going to stay on the prayer line until something happens. And that's what the devil is fighting this church. Person in this road that has a book of Alistair Crowley, uh, a book of magic. When I saw that, they had it right there in the front of their vehicle. For what? How dare you? Oh, I got back in and began to plead a blood cord and fight everything. That person has it, doesn't even li- hardly live in, the, lives in the house along here. Only come back once every so often because they had a coven in their home. The Lord wants to reveal secret things, mysteries. He wants to unveil. He wants to expose. He wants to uncover things that are going on where people's souls are bound because of the wickedness of people and what they do. Pray in the Holy Spirit. The devil would love to shut down this church and cause dissension and division. You must watch out for these things. These are all ployed of the devil because they hate what God is doing here. It is causing them a migraine. My Lord, another use of tongues is the one that is a sign. This is what I'm going to get back to. Why, why have tongues and interpretation of tongues when you can just prophesy? Because the Bible tells us that there are signs. Um, when you again read 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, it tells us that um, a tongue could be given without any understanding to the person that is actually speaking to that t- in that tongue. And that's a, a language of the earth that a person is there, an unbeliever is in the church at that time that speaks in that language. And he's hearing the person who have no understanding of what they're saying, he hears that person praising God. You know, like a day of Pentecost, the Bible says they were praising God. Speaking of the wonderful things that God has done, they, uh, 14 different nationalities were heard it in their own language, unlearned men and women. And so tongues can be given as a sign that somebody hears something being spoken in their language, in their dialect, and thinking there must be a God. And give their hearts to Jesus Christ. This is rare, but we're going to see this more and more. God wants to open up all the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. We must desire them. We must pray for these gifts to be activated, manifested and then see the wonders and the glory of our God. There's going to be a revival, church. Whether it's a revival, outpouring, a move of God's Spirit, the Lord wants to bring that. The Lord wants to bring that amongst us. I, I don't want nothing else. I don't want nothing else. Uh, when the Lord called me to pastor, I didn't want to pastor. I said, Lord, there's plenty of churches. I don't want to pastor just another church. Just another church. We must be a church that doing Damaging the kingdom of darkness and snatching the souls from hell that are in bondage. Otherwise, just shut it down. Rescue the perishing. Care for the dying. Jesus is, that, that song goes, Jesus is merciful. Jesus can save. 
Hallelujah. We want to see souls come into the kingdom of God. Souls that are messed up, battered by the devil. Souls that the devil has chewed up and spat out. And see God clean them up and use them for his glory. We don't be no ordinary church just having an entertainment bless me club. All this foolishness that is going on, entertainment and performance and all these things that has come into the house of God, another cart. That's what has come into the house of God, like the cart, the, the Ark of the Covenant was being carried on a, a cart. And not on the shoulders of the priests, and that's what we have, the glory of God being contaminated by the world and psychology and all the rest of the stuff that has come in uh, uh, to uh, uh, the, the house of God. So another use of tongues is that when you are praying, this is where now the gift of tongues coming out, the, the different kinds of tongues. Some of you may find that your tongues sound very angry. And you think, oh, whoa, whoa, what's, what's going on here? What's going on here? The Bible says, he that speaketh in unknown tongues speaketh unto God and not unto man. I can't be speaking to God in an angry way. Well, this is the gift, the diversity of tongues. Listen, different kinds of tongues for different situations, different kinds of situation. And so you, sometimes you are praying and, and, and all of a sudden you, there's a forcefulness of, of, of like you are uh, coming against some form of opposition and, and the tone of your, 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 your voice changes and it sounds aggressive, it sounds angry. Well, you are come, coming up against evil forces. That's what's going on. You are coming up against evil forces of darkness. You have collided with a fallen angel or a human agent of darkness that is perpetrating, well, it's all demons anyway, they, they, they're targeting you or doing something uh, that, uh, uh, and you're coming up against that. There's times there's astral projections that are going on. People who have come out of their body, soul travel, uh, another word uh, uh, for it, and they're going to do something evil. As you begin a praying tongue, soto. all of a sudden, that person that is traveling a disrupted, confused, or something happens where their assignment has been aborted. Different kinds of tongues. That's why there's not just free, as most people think there's just free use of tongues and for use of tongues. There are, there are many different uses of tongues. And I really believe that in the last days we're going to come into greater understanding of this uh, 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 beautiful gift uh, 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 that God is going to stir up by His Holy Spirit in us more uh, and, and remind us, remind us, uh, praying tongues, praying tongues today, pr praying tongues, so it becomes a second language and you, and as you pray in tongues and you're, you are focusing on the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will help you uh, as you practice that more and more, how your, 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 your mind can be still even though you are out there doing things, walking up and down, but somehow you're doing what you're doing and you are in the spirit still. You are blocked. There may be somebody at your workplace that is sending a curse against you that wants you to get everything wrong and make the wrong diagnosis or whatever, and then you just feel something in your spirit. Don't ignore that. In Jesus' name. And it rebound, boof, on the person. Sometimes you could be standing uh, somewhere and speaking to someone, but you're feeling something coming from a, a direction, and you know it's coming from that direction. Satan, I bind you, and I break that now in the name of Jesus. Because your spirit man is, 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 is beginning to illuminate and become stronger, and so you are 
able to sort of sort of diagnose uh, certain things that are going on around you because you are using your tongues. Lord, sharpen my spirit. Help me to pick a renda koto. Something is wrong. I don't know what it is, Lord. Matariko sitarama. Barata yasketeriko skudurima kashanda. Holy Spirit, show me. Ribo satarama rikasendo. You see what I mean, church? You're using your tongues, and 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 uh, and again, you will feel at times an aggression. Don't get worried about that. It's demonic spirits. It's evil spirits that has been defeated. Keep on using that tongue because you will you will notice how. It's just change. Literally, your, your, your tongues is now change. And you think, whoa, what kind of language is this? It's like, it's, it's like your soul is like, whoa, as your spirit is just going deeper and deeper. And then, my Lord, according to Romans chapter 8 and what, uh, is it 26? You're talking about prayers now that cannot even be uttered. You're gone to another level. Groanings, groanings. So you can start up again in tongues and you find that you're, 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 you're speaking several different languages. We're talking about our personal time, our personal uh, 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 edification in our closet, praying in the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden you're noticing how your tongues are just changing, switching from one language to the next language to the next language. And then it's like you're going deeper and, and, and deeper. The more you use your tongues, you are going deeper. The Bible says, out of your belly, shall Jesus says, shall flow rivers. These are, it's, it's plural, not singular. Rivers of living water. Rivers. There's things that God wants to bring out of Christians in these last days. He wants to bring out things that, again, the flesh would kind of get frightened because if what's happening to me? I feel that, boy, my, my body is like, am I leaving my body, whatever? Remember that God took Elijah, my God, God took Elijah's spirit out of his body and showed him what these women were doing, praying to a fallen demon. Ezekiel, thank you. Ezekiel, praying. They were behind the curtains. Lord, unveil anything that is going on for my detrimentation. Detriment. Lord God, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Ruska panta, riskita ramata. I abort, I abort. Ruska. And you just go right into the spirit realm. And, and, and uh, uh, there's no doubt I believe that God is going to just take some, uh, some of you, your spirit out. And he's going to take you down and he's going to show you things. God took Ezekiel's spirit down the corridors of time and he saw what Hitler did to the Jewish people. He says, I see bones dried up. Those were God's people. A voice says, can these bones live? Only you know if. Ezekiel, prophesy to the nation of Israel. That's what was going on. God can take you. And again, people get frightened. It's, 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 it's normal. It's, it, the flesh will become afraid, but you must understand that God is in control. You're prayed for something. You're being said, Lord, use me, use me, use me. Now he wants to use you. You know, you, 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 you're getting frightened because you never expect that kind of use. But God is looking for a man. God is looking for a woman who will stand in the gap to make up the edge. So that judgment doesn't come. So that he can fulfill his purpose. He can fulfill his plan. Could that person be you? Well, I'm nothing. I'm, well, you are the candidate. God says I will use the foolish things of this world to confound those who are wise. Or think they are wise. Who think that if God is going to use anybody, it should be them because they have a resume and they have what the people would like. Well, God didn't God reject all those brothers of David? They had the X factor, but they didn't have the heart. God is looking at hearts today. What is your heart like?
Is it a heart after God's own heart? Or is it a heart that you seek promotion? You seek to promote yourself, to lift up yourself. That's it. You seek popularity of men. Then you are disqualified. God is looking for hearts after his own hearts. And the devil can see those people. They're marked. And the devil is doing everything in his power to destroy them. But Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Hallelujah. Jesus said, the gates of hell, whatever is being fashioned, forged against you, will not have its intended purpose. Oh God, I give you glory. Lord, I give you praise. Let's bow our heads. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're deserving of all the glory. You are deserving of all the praise, all the adoration, all the attention, all the credit. Lord, we give to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, that you are building your church, and you promised, you said, the gates of hell, though they will try, (laughs) but they shall not have its intended purpose. The revelation on that, O God, of who you are, Lord, we pray for fresh revelation of you. Fresh revelation. When the church stops having revelation of you, then the gates will prevail. My God. Without the revelation, the people perish. My God, we pray, we ask, O Lord, for fresh revelation. That is the rock. That's the rock that you were speaking about. The revelation of who I am. Then the gates of hell shall not prevail. Let's everyone stand to their feet. Hallelujah.